RadioInfluence.com. You are in the trenches with former Buccaneers offensive lineman Ian Beckles on Radio Influence. Hello, everybody. This is Ian Beckles, and welcome back to In the Trenches. Hopefully, everybody had a wonderful weekend. Um, obviously, the draft was going on, and if you're listening to this podcast, most more than likely you probably watched the draft. I watched the majority of it. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a funny guy when it comes to football. You know, having been involved with football as much as I have in the past, there's certain parts and aspects of football that I despise. Okay, like I like. I've said before, like, a mock draft to me is the worst thing like it could be. I can't imagine anything worse than a mock draft. I couldn't give a rat's ass which, who you think this is going to be chosen. I don't care. I really don't. And I think it's people wasting their darn time, okay? And afterwards, draft grades are equally stupid to me. This, this team got an A. This team got a B-. minus. For God's sakes, you have no idea who the sixth-round pick is going to be or who the fifth-round pick could be. Like, if you look at the draft in 1990 when the Buccaneers selected, the first pick in the draft was Keith McCants, okay? Fourth pick fourth pick overall with Keith McCants. We don't need to sit here and debate whether that was a good, bad, or indifferent pick. It was a terrible pick. Terrible. So you could say that was a terrible draft. So what would you give the, the draft grade-wise? B, uh, C, D, F, maybe? But you got Reggie Cobb. You got... Tony Mayberry in the fourth round, who ended up starting for nine years here. You got Ian Beckles in the, in, the, in the fifth round, who ended up starting seven years here. So you don't know what the draft is going to be later on. It's not just about that first player. There's so much more that, that goes into it. So the draft in itself is done, over with. A lot of teams got better. Um, all teams got better. It's just whether that player is going to fit or not. And the Buccaneers are in a an odd situation where they don't need a whole lot, although, you know, uh, depth is obviously very, very important all the time. But, you know, the Buccaneers didn't go in thinking, well, we got to get a left tackle or we have to get a running back. Or they weren't there. And that's a good situation to be in. So they, with their first pick, they picked Joe Tryon with the 32nd pick. Uh, he opted out. He was a defensive end from Washington. Um, you know, once again, I don't want to sit here and tell you guys that I evaluated him as a, you know, as a player, and I, you know, I checked him all, I watched all his film, but I did go and review some of his film, not like a scout would do it, but I just went to YouTube like everybody else would do it, and I pulled up a bunch of his film. Now that being said, that's a lot of highlights, so we can't really tell you know, his overall game, but I'm going to tell you this. Uh, I liked what I saw, and I don't normally like what I see, okay? He defensive end. He's very long, which is good. Uh, he plays with great leverage. He makes big plays. Um, he ran a 4-6, was pretty darn good. He's physical, okay? That's the, that's the word to me that is important in this game of football. When you show me a defensive end or a defensive tackle, running around people, I don't want to see that because that's not going to happen in the league. You're not going to run around anybody in the league. you got to run through somebody in the NFL. And I remember when the Buccaneers drafted Gaines Adams, and I remember when the Buccaneers drafted Gerald McCoy. And I did the same for both of those guys. Just watch a little bit of their film. 
right away the game's out. I go, he don't have no strength. And he don't have any power. And what I said about Gerald McCoy and what other people were saying as well was, oh, he has a good takeoff, uh, but he doesn't really make a lot of plays. Well, damn it. That's what he was in the league. And neither one of them, to me, panned out. Okay, You guys can say what you want about Gerald McCoy, but it never panned out into anything. We were never a highly ranked defense. We never won any games as a Buccaneers squad, and he never had any statistics. So it didn't equate to anything. But this young kid, uh, Joe Trial, when I look at his film, I like what I see. What else is what else is a, a good situation is we don't need him to be great. And you know when you can be great is when you don't have all that pressure on you, and you you don't have the pressure of taking a you know five and eleven team and turn around a defense that you know doesn't have a good pass rush. We have everything. So this kid's going to be able to sit behind JPP, sit behind Shaq Barrett, maybe play 30 plays a game if one of the, if they all stay healthy, and get better and grow. You know how you get better is when you play 30 plays a game and you can go full bore, okay? Normally you play 60 to 70 plays. Imagine playing 30, knowing that you have rest coming. You can just, It's just a different game. So um, I'm hoping this kid, uh, Tryon, is, is a good pick. And uh, from this point on, I like what I saw, and I don't always like what I what I see. Now let's go on to the second pick, uh, Kyle Trask uh, from Florida. Everybody knows him in this area. I watched a lot of Florida football. Uh, very effective. Came out of nowhere. I, I, I believe the story is he didn't even start in high school, but came out of nowhere and had a great had a great season. I think he's more of a gamer. Uh, than a guy that falls on his st- statistics. Um, and what's great about, you know, Kyle Trask is, you know, everybody thinks that just because you play behind Tom Brady for a year or two, you're going to be great. Oh, he gets to learn from Tom Brady, then he'll be, it doesn't mean anything. And when you bring Kyle Trask in here for the next couple of years, he he can be the future, but he doesn't have to be the future. Nobody said he's a, the next starter. He just said, I'm going to pick a quarterback and develop him. That's it. Blaine Gabbard ain't the answer. Ryan Griffin's never been the answer. And Tom Brady be gone soon. So you better have an arm in here. So Kyle Trask is that guy. Um, And like I said, he doesn't have to be the future. He has a good touch. He has a good feel in the pocket. Um, But that being said, he has some pretty good weapons to throw to. One being Kyle Pitts, who you could throw the damn ball anywhere. And he's going to go get that. Either that or he's wide ass open. So with all the quarterbacks that were picked in the first round and, you know, going into the second, going into the second round, you know, there's so much of a difference between, you know, the situation that Kyle Trask is in or the difference between, you know, a Trey Lance uh, in San Francisco. Trey Lance in San Francisco is going to sit. Okay. In a perfect world, you sit. Okay. But it's not essential. It's, there's something to be said about getting your ass out there and getting your ass handed to you as well. You have to do that eventually. Unless you're Patrick Mahomes and you just sit and you get out there and you're just, you're just the man. It doesn't happen too often. Aaron Rodgers kind of dealt with the same situation. But what was different than those situations was those guys were both drafted on good football teams. And that's not the case with everybody else. Trey Lance is in a similar situation where he's not better than Garoppolo now. He's not, but down the way, and listen, one thing I do know, Garoppolo's going down, and Trey Lance has to be ready. Now, Justin Fields in Chicago, 
Like, everybody's acting like Chicago was a bad team last year. Chicago made the playoffs last year. I mean, they weren't great, but they weren't bad. And, you know, I don't know how long, you know, they're going to, you know, that fan base is going to mess with uh, Andy Dalton when they have Justin Fields on the bench. I think that's going to be a tough situation. And the fan base is going to want to see him on the football field. Now, Zach Wilson with the Jets, you just got to eat it. <laughs> they they traded away uh, Darnold, and you're just going to have to eat it. You just got to have to go in there, make your mistake. Now, Zach Wilson looks 13, maybe. You know, he looks 13, and he's going to the Big Apple, and they're going to eat him alive. I mean, he seems like a nice kid. His mom's hot, too, by the way. You got to take a look at her or Google her. But this young kid, that's a lot of pressure to run into, man. In New York, with that press, definitely a tough situation. And Mac Jones, you know, over there in New England, once again, another different situation where he'll probably be behind Cam Newton. He won't be better than Cam Newton right off the rip, but he'll have a situation where he can sit back and learn a little bit and hopefully down the way um, make a difference. Now, the Buccaneers had some other picks as well. Uh, Robert Hainsey from Notre Dame. Uh, he's able to play, you know, guard and tackle and center. So that's a good thing as far as depth goes. Uh, Jalen Darden, wide receiver from North Texas, watching his film. He's just one of those kids that uh, you got to give him the ball. You got to give him the ball, kind of like a uh, Tariq Hill. He just got some. He got speed. He has big play potential. Um, it's going to be hard to make this damn team, though. Uh, K.J. Britt, linebacker in Auburn, saw some good things on the film with him. Chris Wilcox, cornerback from BYU, uh, don't know a whole lot about him, had some length, uh, had some speed. And this kid, Grant Stewart, the linebacker from Houston, who is Mr. Irrelevant, I'm going to make a, a, a prediction real quick. He's going to become a, cra- a crowd favorite, okay? The fans are going to love him. This kid plays like his hair's on fire, and by the way, his hair is fantastic. He's got a great head of hair on him. So look for Grant Stewart, linebacker from Houston, um, to make a splash with the fans for sure. And when you look at those last four picks, especially with uh, Jalen Darden, K.J. Britt, Chris Wilcox, Grant Stewart, you have to figure those four young men, they're in is special teams. we got to get something out of special teams because more than likely they won't be starting. We don't need any starters, but we'll need some special teams play. I think that's what Jason Light and Bruce Arians like set out to do. They set out to get some help, you know, in special teams. So hopefully they got that accomplished. But as a whole, you know, it was really, you know, I don't know if it was a really overly stressful draft for Jason Light and Bruce Arians. You know, Jason Light said his phone barely rang during during the draft because they really had nothing. They had nothing to give up and they didn't really need anything. So when it's all said and done, it seemed like the Buccaneers have filled a couple uh, holes here and there. And now we just got to wait for the football season. And if you think about this football season in general, you know, all 32 teams, you can't give me one of any 32 teams that doesn't have a good story, you know, going into this season. Probably there's going to be a situation with the quarterback. I I can't think of a team that didn't have either a change or a situation with quarterback, whether it's Green Bay, who that is a that is a mess. Seattle, I don't know if, you know, Russell's happy over there. Every single team, it seems like, either changed quarterbacks, has a quarterback battle going on, somebody disgruntled, they drafted a guy. It's the first time there's something going on around this NFL, so this season's going to be fun, that is for sure. And uh, 
Listen, our Buccaneers, everybody, just everybody to a man is talking about this Buccaneers team repeating. So if you're a Buccaneer fan, uh, this should be fun. Let's let's hope. If anybody ever has any questions for me, it's ianbeckles at radioinfluence.com. And uh, please utilize uh, that to, to ask me any questions because, you know, there's obviously some football questions people like to ask me. And I don't have all the answers, but if I don't have them, I'll, uh, I'll look it up. That's what it's all about. But I appreciate you guys listening in. And hopefully you guys were uh, happy with the Buccaneers draft. I'm kind of impartial. I'm one of those guys that waits and sees because I'm not the person that says that I know it all. There's a lot of those out there. Hope everybody has a great week, and please be safe. Peace out. You have been in the trenches with Ian Beckles on Radio Influence. This is a Forking Around Town with Tracy Guida Quick Fix on Radio Influence. Hey everybody, this is Tracy from Forking Around Town, and today I have a little bit of a different topic to discuss. Um, While it is food-related to a certain extent, um, a lot of you have been following me on Instagram at Forking Around Town. By April 15th of 2021, I had reached uh, 17,500 and something followers. So imagine this. You're out to dinner and all of a sudden you start getting messages that someone has impersonated your account and that's exactly what happened to me. I was celebrating my son's birthday at Mateo, which is an Italian restaurant in South Tampa. We're having a great time. I'm getting awesome photos. I splurged and had one of their Parmesan cheese wheel pasta dishes, which is $32 a person and I usually don't do that unless it's a very special occasion. And I started getting all these messages from people saying, like, Tracy, someone's impersonating your account. And they sent me screenshots and everything. And I said, well, just report them. And I had been seeing this happening a lot lately. And I never thought it would happen to me. But I really didn't think that my account would be compromised. And it was. By the time the kids and I got home, I went to go onto Instagram and upload some of my pictures from the restaurant. And when I went to sign in, The screen went blank and then it turned white and then it said, your account has been disabled for violating our terms of service. I felt my heart just drop into my stomach and I thought this, this can't be happening. Forking Around Town with Tracy Guida can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play and RadioInfluence.com.